Hello, I'm Tara Suber, and welcome to Tara Talks 2. Today's episode is entitled, Only You Can Make Me Happy. Now, I pulled that title from a song by Surface entitled, Only You Can Make Me Happy. Now, the words to the song basically says, you're all I need in my life. I don't need no one. I don't need no one but you. You're all I need in my life. Only you can make me happy. Now, he goes on to say, I'll never let you go. No, you're so right for me. I have to let you know forever you and me. And then it backs back into the chorus. It just, it's very repetitious. Only you can make me happy. Obviously, speaking of someone that they're attracted to, someone that they are into, someone they're interested in, whether it's their spouse, their partner, this somebody they have expressed through the lyrics of this song that they'll never let them go because they're all they need in their life. They don't need no one else. And that's cool. That's cool. And, you know, for so many years, I felt like I needed someone to make me happy. You know, you hear it. Oh, I've met my soulmate. We complete each other. And, and oh, he makes me happy. Or she is just my everything. And they complete me. They, um embody everything that I ever thought I would need and oh it's just so blissful and wonderful and this is just absolutely what I need until it's not before I was married I remember fantasizing about what I would like my marriage to be. Every girl does it. Every guy does it. When you're single and you're wanting to be married, it you become there becomes a time in your life where you feel your whole mental state just transitioning and you're settled and you're ready to just be with the one you love, to be with that person. And as for women, for myself, it was like, oh, you know, just dreaming about the day and um, dreaming about how that day would be and my people around me, my tribe, my village supporting me and everything just being so beautiful. I was thinking springtime. My mama thought I was going to have an outdoor rainbow wedding. <laughs> Y'all don't laugh at my mama. She was serious about that thing for years. Until one of my cousins said, Auntie, I want to have my wedding in your yard. It can be rainbow because I didn't. I didn't do it, y'all. I, I just wasn't feeling it. But mommy, I, I remember she wanted me to have a rainbow wedding outside, you know, and just um, something about the spring, about renewal, about the flowers and the freshness of spring. It's just something about it that just everything is wonderful and happy in the air. But I ended up having a winter wedding. It was December 22nd, right before Christmas. So it was holiday themed. Uh, the colors were midnight blue. Uh, the girls had on midnight blue dresses with 
these midnight blue capes that went floor length to match. And there were splashes of silver. The guys had navy blue tuxedos, not traditional tux. It was very handsome. And it was a beautiful, beautiful wedding. And just as I dreamed, we were surrounded by our village. The people that loved us and cared for us, our lives were brought together. And everyone, in every way that was important to us, was a part of the ceremony. And the church was jam-packed and Everyone was there and people we knew, people we didn't know, because at the time him and I were both on radio. So we had a listening audience that we drew into our very sacred private lives in our conversations on radio. And so we had an extended family that loved us and felt like they knew us so much because we shared so much with them over the years we had such a beautiful, beautiful wedding, and it was everything that I dreamed of and more. Prior to getting married, we did have marriage counseling, extensive marriage counseling, as we should and as you should, before you jump into it or jump the broom or however you guys express it. You know, we thought we had it all figured out. In my mind, I just knew that my husband was going to complete me. He was going to be the glue that brought all of the broken pieces of me together and just made me whole. That, my brothers and sisters, was the biggest misconception I have ever talked myself into. I have been very transparent about the trauma that I have experienced in my life. I've been very transparent about failures and missteps and disappointments. I have been very candid and open about self-esteem issues. I've left no stone unturned. So Tara Ori was a piece of work when I became Tara Suber. I had been on my own for a while, single momming, paying my bills, working two jobs, three jobs sometimes, taking care of my boys, taking care of a household. So I had all that stuff under wraps. I had that part together. But me connecting with my husband, I felt like everything else would just fall into place. Biggest lie I ever told myself, y'all. I made a huge mistake. I thought I did everything right. We had the marriage counseling. We had been together on and off for seven years, taking a break from another for months at a time, and then courted again. He courted me, he did, he did, he courted me. And there was a time that I remember falling in love with him all over again, and this was my happy place, this was where I should be, and made the biggest mistake in my life when I thought that Thomas was going to be the one to just fill in the gaps and mend the broken pieces. Because only you can make me happy, remember? All I need in my life. I don't need no one but you. But life taught me different. Life taught me that, Tara, only you, only yourself, you 
have to be happy. You have to be whole and you have to be completely satisfied with you. You have to take yourself out and be just as confident as you would have been with someone else across the table from you. You have to be able to go to the movies and sit in the theater by yourself and enjoy your singleness and be like, oh, this movie was fire, you know? I took myself out. You have to be a whole person mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, mind, body, and soul. I was not complete. There was still a lot of work to be done in me. And I thank God that at some point in the first five, six, seven years of our marriage, I figured it out. And there was one point in my marriage where I remember being so unhappy. It's like nothing pleased me. And it was like, oh, I'm not happy today. Oh, I'm not happy tomorrow. It was just, it was just an endless hole of disappointment. And it had nothing to do with my relationship with my husband. And it took some deep soul searching and praying and asking God to help me with me. Because obviously he had the problem. The problem lies deep within me. I had not been healed and whole. And I was depending on my husband to make me whole, to be the missing piece to my puzzle. I was delusional in thinking that he could do that. There's a song, and I cannot recall who sings this song, but I, I ran over it on YouTube one day. The lyrics to the song simply says, I'm not God. It says, I want to save you, but I'm not God. I want to heal you, but that's not my job. It goes on and it says, I want to pick you up above the clouds and lay you high. I want to save you, but I'm not God. I want to sing it so bad because I just love the way it translates. It's, it's just so full of emotion and feelings and truth. I want to save you, but I'm not God. That's what he says. He says, I want to heal you, but that's not my job. He says, I want to pick you up above the clouds and lay you high. I want to save you, but I'm not God. And it makes me emotional. Because I remember putting that pressure on my husband to fix those things that was broken, to heal those pieces that were falling apart in me. On top of everything else he had to do as the head of my household, the king of my castle, the providing for me and the kids. He couldn't be God. And I put that on his shoulder. And when I woke up finally and realized that I was depending on him 
to fix something that was not a natural fix. He couldn't do it. It was going to take me fasting and praying and finding my inner peace and a balance in my spiritual life to be able to work through the self-esteem issues and the trauma, the past failures, the missteps, the disappointments, the um, terrible souls ties that I had made in the past. It was going to take me reaching deep into a supernatural source so that I could forgive, so that I can first forgive myself and then forgive those who had harmed me or caused hurt to me. To truly forgive and to be okay and accept those things that had happened to me and conclude that a lot of it was not my fault. So stop blaming myself for those things and just asking for the strength to forgive those people. That's huge because unforgiveness was making me rotten to the core so I had to pull back and begin to allow the supernatural power in my life to completely heal me and healing of inner self is one of the toughest things that I ever had to do hurt people hurt people And in my hurt, I was just not the most pleasant person to be around. In my hurt, I don't believe I intentionally, you know, woke up and said, yeah, I'm going to hurt a couple of people today. But my nature was so badly um, spoiled because of, and and I wasn't walking in forgiveness or just all of that stuff was just rotten in me. And so... What was on the inside started coming out of my mouth. And so instead of speaking life to people or saying something positive, you know, my, my voice and, and my tone can sometimes be perceived in a very stern way because of, I, I can't help my voice. That's just the voice that God's given me. But I would curb my tone sometimes and say things in a way that would hurt people. And I didn't care. I didn't give a hoot. My mind was thinking something else, but I'll just say hoot. I didn't. I really didn't. And that was not good because then um, people didn't want to be around me. You know, people didn't want to be. And I mask a lot of things, but I needed to be healed y'all and so many times when you know we're young and in love and we have this fantasy about marriage and relationships and soulmates and 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 wonderful bliss in marriage 
so many times when we are not, okay, let's speak about Tara. I'm just going to say Tara because I was not whole. I couldn't bring to the table what I needed to bring to the table in my marriage, in our relationship in the early years. They always say, you know, those first five years, woo, if you get over that hump, well, you're going to be good. And that is the God's honest truth. It was challenging marriage itself. Even if you come into it whole, you're whole, he's whole, and you're together whole. You know, even if you do that, you and, and you haven't, once you come together in matrimony, in the covenant of marriage, and you who are a beautiful personality, and him who is a wonderful personality as well, you're still two different people made and raised two different ways. And so I've heard um, many of the elders say, tongue and teeth will bite. <laughs> tongue and teeth. Like y- your tongue and your teeth are in the same vicinity in your mouth. And sometimes if you you talk in a certain way or if you're chewing a certain way, your teeth is going to bite your tongue. Although it's supposed to be working together in harmony in your mouth, sometimes tongue and teeth may bite. So as it is in relationships, you're two different people from two different worlds, um, made of two different family backgrounds, just so many different variables that are there. So you're getting to know each other in the marriage, in this newness. And so there's going to be friction until you're able to smoothly complement each other. You understand the yin and the yang, and then you begin to work together more um, harmoniously as the marriage progress. So, yeah, y'all, there was a moment during those first five to seven years that I actually had to apologize to my husband. And I said to him, I said, babe, I'm so sorry. You know, I know I haven't been the best partner to you. I couldn't be the best in my mess. And I put a weight on your shoulder that wasn't your weight to carry. You couldn't fix me because you're not God. You couldn't heal me because that's not your job. You supported me and you loved me and you cared for me in every way that a husband should. But I should have never put that task on your shoulder. He forgave me and I continued to find my healing. I continue to find my balance. I continue to find my strength. And so instead of just bringing 50% of me to the table, that percentage kept going up as I began to heal from terrible soul ties that I made and choices that I made. When I begin to heal 
from past failures and disappointments, when I begin to heal from the missteps and the unhappy times, when I begin to heal from the self-esteem issues, there go 80, I'm at 80% now. When I begin to forgive for real, I mean, really forgive people and really be able to live with the fact that, you know, yes, things didn't go right between you and I, but you know, I forgive you for real. Living in that space brought me up to my 95% until I was able to bring 100% of me whole, undivided, uncompromised, not broken, not lacking. When I was able to bring all of me to the table without the hopes in wishes that my husband would make me whole. When I came and I was fully committed to the process of cleansing and healing my brokenness and reaching to my supernatural source to help me and aid me and order my steps to a fuller, happier, me. There's nothing more blissful and wonderful in a marriage covenant relationship when I was able to bring all of me to all of him. Now we're talking about some wonderful bliss. Come on, somebody. I, just, I felt like a come on somebody can I get a witness moment just happened right there I do y'all it's a difference when you bring yourself whole and healed into any situation because broken you unfastened you frazzled you past failures you disappointments you are going to have these things but until you're able to fully mentally, spiritually, and really in your soul of souls, accept those things that God allows and use them as stepping stones into your next and not continue to live in those moments of hurt and disappointment and sadness. Because that can be a very, very dark and lonely place to be. So until you begin to submit yourself and commit yourself to a complete healing process, you will never be able to fully enjoy what the bonds of the covenant of a wonderful marriage and relationship can truly be. Is it always going to be rainbows and sunshines? Hell no, that's a lie. <laughs> but you'll be able to bring your healthy, happy, whole thought process to the table along with your spouse's healthy, whole self to the table. And you you're able to compromise through those 
hiccups in your relationship. You're able to minimize the damage when you're able to communicate effectively and um, respectfully without um, revealing, oh, you still really hurt deep inside. And so your tone and your uh, demeanor changes and then you just bring a nasty to the table instead of a healthy, whole, um, peaceful compromise. Yeah, sometimes it get the volume may get a little, yeah, the volume may get turned up a little. That's just natural. Come on, y'all, we flesh, we humans. So we are tongue and teeth going to bite. <laughs> I already t- I explained y'all, remember what I told you about tongue and teeth? It's going to bite. So, yeah, boo. Just work through it. Just work through it. Because you know you love them. You know you know you love her. You know that. It's your baby, boo. You know, this is your soulmate. This is who you want to spend the rest of your life with. This is who you love. So when you're healthy and you're healed, even if you're going through the process and you're committed and submitted to that supernatural process of being healed and brought to a wholer you, a better you, it's going to work out. All that other stuff is going to fall into place, I promise you. But you have to commit to being happy with you. Because, honey, if if you're always doubting yourself and you're not happy with you, how do you expect anybody else to be happy with you? It's not going to work like that. That's not how it happens. That ain't the way it work, boo. No. That's not. <laughs> you got to be happy. You got to be confident. You have to be content and work what you've been blessed with. Because when you were created, you were designed with every tool necessary to live out this thing called life. Everything. There are going to be tough times, there are going to be disappointments. But you are good. And so you just have to find your happy place in spite of this world that we have to live in and abide in and work through. Because not everything around us is always good. But we're going to have to find that which was planted in us by the creator that is good. And we're going to have to glean from that. That's what keeps us balanced. That's what keeps us whole. That's what makes us happy. Only you can make you happy. Only you can make you happy. All that other stuff that your partner brings to the table, that's extra. That's bonus, boo. I like the bonuses because I'm happy. Like right now, my my husband, he's not here with me in this very moment while I'm doing the podcast. But when he gets his time, I remember the other day when um, I went out with mom. I think I was out with mom or somebody or hanging out and he was off work and he was in the house. And when I came home, he was like, hey, hon. I said, hey. You enjoy your days? Oh, yeah. I always enjoy when I can just take it down and watch what I want to watch on the TV and do what I want to do. I just, I'm always happy 
just doing the things I like. And then, you know, when you come around like, oh, okay, I had enough happy time by myself. I'm ready to hang out with you. You know what I'm saying? That's important because if you can't be happy by your own self, honey, you can't expect nobody else to do that for you. You have to do. That's that's part one. <laughs> Only you can make you happy for real. If you ain't happy in yourself. You ain't going to be happy with nobody else. There's always going to be a problem. There's always going to be a situation. And you're always going to be blaming somebody else. But when you really look at you, like I was saying earlier, that was the most difficult part. The breaking down of myself. When I really ask, you know, show me me. Don't ask that question if you don't really want to see who you really are. And it wasn't beautiful. It, it didn't look good. When the truth had to be revealed by who, 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 who are you really, Tara? You have become those things that has happened to you. You have allowed those things to go sour inside of you. And so instead of projecting the good light that I've made you, you're projecting all those things that happen to you. You're projecting all those things that you don't want anybody to know about those things that are dark and deep and you're not being the light that I've made you to be. So yeah, got to start with the man in the mirror. That's another song, MJ. I'm starting with the man in the mirror and I'm asking her to change her ways. Mm, I'm telling you, start there. And I promise you, you are going to be the best you, the better you that this world needs to see. You're a good light. And the universe needs you healthy and whole. I have a uh, few single girlfriends and in conversation with them, I am always very open and honest and candid because I believe some of them see me and my husband and where we are today and they reflect on that and they're like, oh, like, I would love to be in relationship like yours, you know, like, I love the way you look at him or I love and admire the way he admires you and the way you guys just gel together. And then I have to going to a deep real place and say listen enjoy who you are where you are in your singleness because it is important that you are the best you that you can be that you're healthy and you're happy and you're honest with yourself happy in yourself and content in yourself before you connect with the one that is created for you to join together. If that's your desire to be married or to be with someone, that is the best advice I can give you, single guys and single girls. Be your best you. And then when you are fully ready, healthy, whole, mind, body, and soul, 
that's when you will meet and connect in such an incredible way with the person that's being prepared for you. So that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Only you can make you happy. Guys, thanks for joining me today. This has been a wonderful journey. Until next time, God bless you and be encouraged.